Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome, welcome back to A Life Invested. I am so grateful to have you here, and I could not be happier to have just such an exceptional guest with us today. I had the opportunity to invest some time with Mr. Burr, as you probably know him. I think the whole world just about knows this guy. He is as good as they come. And if you don't know him, you need to. He has a heart made of pure gold and is making a positive dent in the world. But he's known as Mr. Burr. His name is Devin Burr. And in 2016, as a full-time single father to his nine-year-old daughter, Haley, Devin was bankrupt. With $300 to his name, he could no longer afford the apartment he and his daughter lived in. He had to sell most of his belongings and rent a small room from a friend for 400 bucks a month and could barely afford that. His breaking point was getting his heart broken by a woman who at the time he thought was the one. He started having thoughts of suicide and hit rock bottom. Just six years later, he has built a massive social media following of almost 1 million people. I love stories like this, dude. They're so good and so inspiring. I can't wait to hear more from you and learn from you. But he used his influence online to build several businesses, cash flow from real estate partnerships and insurance residuals. He's also right now developing some really, really cool affiliate programs with his, again, massive following. He's married to the woman of his dreams. They live in a brand new custom home in the suburbs of Northern Phoenix. He has made it his mission to help as many people learn the truths of money and the things they don't teach in school. His vision for the future is for him and his companies to change the school system. He wants kids to be taught how the money system works, how credit works, how investments work, and how taxation works, along with all of the other goodies that money uh, comes with. He is dedicated to accomplishing this vision, and I know he will. It's just a matter of time. So, so, so stoked to have you on the show, Dev. Thanks for being here, brother. Oh, thank you so much for having me and just hearing that story, my story, it it always just it gets me emotional, man. It's um like the 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 place I was at six years ago was it was dark. It was really, really dark. And whenever I'm like down, whenever I feel like things aren't going right, I always think back to that time and where I was at and where I've gotten to. And one thing I've learned is if you want more in life, you have to be grateful for what you have. If you want a brand new shiny car, if you want a Ferrari, whatever it is, you'll never get it if you're not grateful for the car you have now. If you're driving a Honda Civic and you're not grateful for it, what makes you say you'll be grateful for the Ferrari? You'll never get it. So hearing that, man, it just brings me back to those feelings, back to that that time in my life and I'm blessed to be in a situation where now I can help a lot of people. And I appreciate you bringing me on. Doodle, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for sharing that as well. I want to hear all about how you um, got to where you currently are, because it's such an inspiring story. Um, I've, I've talked about this in some other podcasts, but one of the reasons so many people have this attraction to like the Marvel universe in comparison to DC is because we see superheroes who actually go through this human experience, right? They become superheroes, but they're first uh, normal people, right? They're going through hard things and everybody kind of resonates with the hero's journey of going through something that is challenging that they can say, Hey, I've been there too. And then being inspired by watching the steps that somebody else has taken to kind of rise above these challenges and circumstances and um, achieve their potential, right? And these objectives that they had in the beginning. And so how, how did you come out of where you were years ago to where you currently are now? Amazing question. I love how you 
how you put in the DC and Marvel thing. Cause bro, I haven't told you this. You don't know this about me. I am a Marvel nerd. Dude. I love I it, man. Every single movie. They are amazing movies. Cause of, like you said, the there's like, they they're humanized, right? Yes, sir. And it's not like, like Superman's an alien. Superman's yeah. dope. Like who wouldn't want to be able to fly and shoot lasers out of your eyes, but he's an alien. Right. So I love that you brought that up, but to answer your question, really, man, what I did is um, to give you guys more of like a background of it, 2016, um, yeah, dead broke, bankrupt, literally filed chapter seven bankruptcy. I had $300 to my name and I'm sitting in this apartment that I was renting, two bedroom apartment with my daughter, full-time single father. I knew I was not going to be able to make the rent. So I'm like, I've got to get out of this apartment. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Moved in with a friend. It was a small little one bedroom. So it was me and my daughter staying in that bedroom. I sold off like almost everything I had. We just had a mattress. And yeah, I get my heart broken by this woman, I think is the one. So up until that point, I was 31 years old. I shielded everything from my daughter. I didn't let her feel all of my struggles and my pain. I didn't want her to absorb it. So I could not hold it back anymore. My breaking point, I literally bawled my eyes out in front of my little girl like ugly face crying, you know, like, and because I was crying, she started crying, which made me start crying more, you know? So she's like, daddy, what's wrong? And I looked up at her and I'm just like, am I a good dad? And this little girl lifts up my chin and says, you are the best daddy. Dude, that little girl saved my life. Like, like you'd said earlier, I had thoughts of suicide. I was, I was literally at rock bottom. So I realized that everything that was happening in my life, all my financial struggles, all my struggles with meeting the wrong women, it all stemmed from me. I did not ever work on me. I never read books. I never watched YouTube videos. I never listened to podcasts. I literally just was drifting through life. So what did I do? I started working on me. I started reading self-development books. I started watching inspirational videos on YouTube. Wake up in the morning. Your mind is the most impressionate in the morning. So whatever you feed it is going to dictate your day. So I'd wake up first thing, put on an inspirational YouTube video, listen to that video, get me hyped, get me in the right mindset while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm getting ready for the day. When I'm driving around in my car, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm not bumping music like I used to. So I really, guys, I just started working on myself. And your life is like a cup. You can only fill a cup up with so much liquid before it starts overflowing. You have to fill yourself up, start overflowing so that what you're overflowing with, you can affect those around you. Think about when you throw a rock into water, it makes a ripple effect. The bigger the rock, the bigger the ripple. So you have to fill yourself up so much that when you overflow, the ripple that you create around you is infectious. They always say that, you know, it's lonely at the top, right? I'm sure you, everyone's heard that. I disagree. It's only lonely at the top if you don't bring people with you. Man, I love these answers. These are uh, really, really good and super important for people to understand. I hope uh, 
the listeners have a pad of paper out and a pen taking notes. This is somebody that you want to learn from, right? And uh, somebody that is very inspiring. I'd encourage you to go follow Dev right on social media. Again, you can you can get in touch with him or you can follow him at Mr. Burr. And that's with four R's on uh, Instagram. That's probably where your largest community is, right? Instagram right now or TikTok. TikTok is a big one. Yeah, TikTok was uh, kind of the launching pad. So I started getting on TikTok and um, giving knowledge that I knew. Again, I'd worked on myself. I became, I become, I'd become a more valuable person because of what I was reading, watching, listening to. I just started sharing that value with other people on TikTok in 2020, and it blew up. I started getting a ton of followers. I'm now up to about 800,000. And then over on Instagram, we're at like 170,000. It's all organic. I've never paid for a follower. So yeah, if you guys want to reach out, if you want to learn more from me, it's Mr. Underscore Burr, B with four R's. And I'm also growing um, a YouTube channel right now too. Some more long form content. I love this. I actually want to talk um, about a lot of things that you've shared, but one of the things I w- I'll, I'll ask you right now, since we're on the, the subject of social media is Go, go. A lot of people want to hop in and have it happen overnight, right? This idea of like, hey, I want to be able to um, create impact. I want to be able to uh, do good and make changes really quickly. But from what you experienced when I had talked to you a couple of weeks ago, it sounds like you had posted a bunch of videos and then one of them just kind of took off, right? It wasn't an immediate thing. It was something that kind of built up and took time. Is that right? Right. Yeah, the first couple of videos, I was like most people. Most people I talk to, I think to be successful in this world, you have to have attention. People have to know who you are. If they don't know who you are, you're not going to be that successful. Think of any super successful person. You, me, and everyone else knows who they are. Beyonce. Everyone knows who Beyonce is, right? Kim Kardashian, Warren Buffett, um, Elon Musk. I mean, you name it. If they're super successful, they have attention. How do you get attention? You put yourself out there on free platforms that have the ability to go viral. That's it. It's all you really have to do. So I'm like most people. I was worried about what people were going to think about me. So my first couple of videos, I'm in my backyard. I'm like, how do I hold this phone? Where are my hands going to go? Like, what are people going to think? Like, who am I to give this information started having imposter syndrome. So everyone does that. And when I was doing that in my backyard, my wife, I saw her looking back at me from the kitchen sink. <laughs> and I've never seen a woman look at someone so weird in their life that she's like, what is this guy doing right now? So I'm thinking if she thinks this, everyone's going to think this. However, I knew what the message I was sharing had the ability to change anybody's life. And if it has the ability to change anyone's life, it can literally change the world. Who am I to hoard the information? Who cares what people think? Because the right people will understand I'm coming from authenticity. They know I'm coming from a place of service, a place of love, helping other people. If you can really know within your heart, that's what you're doing. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. The right people will actually receive your message. So first couple of videos. I was in my head. They didn't do well at all. I made one video where it was just like, I'm driving to the gym. I placed the phone in the car and I stopped and I just, it was about how I can buy cars and get all the money back for any car I ever buy, drive and own. This is something anybody can do. 
literally think about what I just said. You can get all of the money back for any car you'll ever buy driving up. Whenever you buy a car, most people, that money's gone forever. You can get the money back. Proven way. So keep that in mind. I make this video. It's 60 seconds long. Didn't check my phone. I went to bed. The next morning I woke up, I had 17,000 followers like that. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm onto something. And once you start getting traction, once you start getting some attention from things like that, it gives you confidence. So now, now I'm on in front of the camera, like super confident, right? I'm just giving out more free information, things that can help other people because of the knowledge I attained, because I became more valuable. I'm sharing it. The more I share it, the more my channel grew, the more my channel grew, the more successful I became with different opportunities, different partnerships, different businesses, different affiliates. It all just comes from service, giving to other people. Once you do that, once you give, you don't have to chase money anymore. Numbers and money don't lead. They follow every time. I uh, I love the kind of the ideology that you followed and the methods that you practice in order to get where you you currently are because it's uh, it's something that requires patience and also getting a bit uncomfortable. I can also remember like getting in front of the camera the first time and I I did not like it at all. It, yeah. it felt super super awkward. But what's interesting is like when you feel like I I want to I want to make a dent in the world, right? I want to do some good, like you said. In order to do good at scale. You've, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there. And too often people think, hey, well, like what, what I'm going to share, somebody has already shared it. And so I don't need to. But what's interesting is that there's people that will resonate specifically with you because of who you are, right? They will connect with you and they'll think, I really like this guy. And I, I like what he's sharing with me. And he's making a difference in my life. Even if someone like Grant Cardone or um, anybody else of his caliber has shared something similar. Right. What's what's really really cool is that you have the ability to uh, change people's lives, and that's really where a, a great deal of fulfillment and purpose and meaning comes from in my life. I love what you shared about giving. I've found that to be very true. It seems like in life there's these paradoxes that we live by, where, um, it, like when I I speak at events, and one of the things I do when I speak at events is I tell people in the audience, I say, "Hey, everybody, close your eyes and think of the thing that matters most to you." the thing that matters more than anything else. And I give them just a, t a second, you know, to be able to consider what it is. And I say, everybody open your eyes. And I say, Ra raise your hand if it was money, right? And almost no one raises their hands, right? Like that's, but what's so funny is that that's what everybody is chasing. And money is a very good thing, right? Like I love making a lot of money. There's a lot of good you can do with it. But the problem comes from people chasing money as the sole purpose of life, right? When really what life is all about is, relationships and becoming the best versions of ourself um, and, and giving, giving back. Right. I think it's a really, really interesting uh, kind of thing to objectively study from the outset. And it seems mm -hmm. like you're someone that's mastered that, which is super cool, Dev. Um, I wouldn't say master. Like I would say I'm learning. Uh, the second you stop learning and you feel like you've mastered anything, I think that's when you start dying. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, I always think about like the greatest at, at something, right? Think about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. I'm a big basketball guy. So those guys, arguably all three of them, people would argue are the greatest players to ever play. 
And it's because they never felt like they've made it. They're always striving for their potential and their expectations, their, their, um, yeah, their expectations, what they expect out of themselves is way more than what anyone else expects out of them. It's their standards that if you tell me what your standards are, I'll tell you what your life is, period. And your standards are made up from your habits. If you have a standard that you are going to be an in-shape person, your habits are going to be you meal prep, you drink water, you go to the gym regularly. Um, that's your standard. So your habits are going to be in line with that, right? If your standard is to be a multimillionaire, your habits are going to be in line with that. You're not going to be playing video games all day long, right? You're going to be you're going to be moving and, and grooving. You're going to be on business calls. You're going to be making partnerships. You're going to be making connections. Your standards dictate your life and your habits have to be in alignment with those standards for it all to take place. I could not uh, agree more with that. And one of the things I want to share just to piggyback off what Dev has, has explained so well is this idea of these professionals, right? That uh, get really, really good at what they're doing. What's interesting about these people is they all know their stats and they're all looking for opportunities to debrief and to improve and to become better. Not one of them would ever say like, I've learned everything there is to know. They are constant. They, they all have coaches, right? Which is really interesting. Like all of these uh, very high performers have individuals that are coaching them to higher levels of success. And what's funny is that most people would think like, well, why would they need coaches, right? These guys are the best in the business, but they recognize, like Devin said, that if we're not growing, then we're dying. It's something I call the arrival syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. Where somebody gets to a certain level and if they feel like that's the they've maxed out and they can't go any further, then there really is no stagnancy. They just start declining, right? They go the opposite. There's only regression or progression. And so what's really cool is as we level up, we can get even more uncomfortable. We start to get comfortable and then we can become uncomfortable and grow and progress. And then we'll become comfortable and then we have a choice again, another fork in the road. And it's always best to take the road less traveled, right? And, and get a little uncomfy so that you can continue to grow and progress. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about Kobe Bryant is he had something called the Mamba mindset. And uh, uh, people, it, it would like if somebody were, were to tell Kobe Bryant uh, when he was here, like, hey, dude, you're so talented, right? Like, I think. I think that could have been potentially offensive because he's worked so hard. He didn't just come gifted and same with Jordan, right? Like they, they have worked incredibly hard and countless hours to get where they are. Kobe was in the gym bright and early while the rest of his teammates were asleep and that allowed him to move forward faster. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of consider. I appreciate what you shared. I want to ask you really quick, uh, you talked a lot about like feeding your mind good things and that being something that really helped catapult you from where you were years ago to where you are now. And uh, there's this, uh, there's this, I don't know if you've ever done like gardening or weeding, but in gardens, there's this plant called morning glory and it like mm -hmm. wraps itself around um, the bottom of flowers and it'll choke them out. It'll kill them. And it surprisingly like looks pretty. It's got little white blooms on it and stuff, but it'll kill your whole garden. So the question I have for you is like in the garden of your mind, there's, there's things that we can water that are good, that are enlightening and enriching and make our lives better. And if we're not careful, right, then we, we can get choked out by things that are distractions. So what, what do you do in your schedule and in your habits to, to be able to keep the garden of your mind a place you enjoy going? Mm. 
Dude, that's such a good question, bro. Such an amazing question. I'm excited to hear your answer. I appreciate you for asking that. So the biggest thing that we have access to, the most powerful thing we have access to, it is our minds. Like, I'm a firm believer that if someone's done it, it's proof it's possible. So how did they do it? They had the mindset to do it. They didn't accept anything except for what they were trying to achieve. Back to the sports analogy, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, their mindset period was to be the best basketball player to ever live. They did it. So it's proof it's possible. Like, am I going to be able to do it? No, I'm five foot six. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes, boats, some... dude. <laughs> but yeah, he was in the league, but was he the best player ever? Not even close. Right. So there's limits to certain things based on natural, natural, like physique and just different abilities, but your mind has the ability to do really anything you want to do. So you do have to make sure you guard your mind. Think about this. You have the ability, you have the choice. This is what makes us human. This is what makes us the, the alpha of any kind of being is that we have a choice of what goes on in our head. Other animals don't. They just go off of instinct. So put locks on your on the on the doors to your mind. Do you have a lock on your house? Absolutely. Do you have locks on your cars? Absolutely. Do you have locks on your phone, on your electronics, your your computer? Absolutely. You don't want people getting into those things. You can put a lock on your mind. If there is something negative, something that the news, prime example, People watch the news nonstop. They feed their mind all this negativity. They feed their mind all these things that are going on in the world that, quite frankly, have nothing to do with them. If something happened in China and some person gets brutally murdered, does that suck? Yes. Does it affect me whatsoever? No. So why would I put that poison in my mind? So I don't watch the news. I refuse to do it. I don't, I don't scroll on social media because I don't want to consume any negative information. I dictate what goes into my mind. If it's not powerful, if it's not positive, if the people I am around are not positive, powerful, and uplifting people, I have the choice to get them out of my life, even if it's family. That's the hard thing is if you have people that love you and that you love them, but they are not bringing you to a better place, a higher place in life. It is your duty, your obligation to yourself to get them out of your life or at least limit the interaction. So that'd be my answer, man, is just we have the ability as human beings to dictate what goes into our head. And if you let bad things go into your head, you're going to get bad outcomes in life, plain and simple. I love that. What would you say as far as the the how behind tending the garden of your mind when it comes to habits and standards, right? Because you talked previously about how important those two things are in your life and kind of becoming who you want to become. And so what habits and standards have you implemented to become a good kind of gardener of your mind? Uh, main thing I do is I, this is going to sound crazy and I'm one of those weird people, but once you do it, it's life-changing. I do cold plunges. So I get into freezing cold water. I immerse myself in that water up to my neck and I'll sit in there. Sometimes I've been in for 19 minutes. 
The only way you can sit in cold water for that long is if you are calm. The only way to be calm is to focus on your breathing. Slow, steady breaths. By doing that, I'm calming my mind. I'm in control, right? So when you can calm your mind, you're in control of everything. You're in control of your body. All of a sudden, sitting in 40 degree water for 19 minutes isn't cold because I'm in control. My mind is in control of that. So I, I urge you guys, get into cold water. I do that every single day. Um, I wake up early. So I get up at 3.30 in the morning um, because that's when the world is quiet. If you get up at eight, nine o'clock, everyone's already going. You're, you can be hit with distractions. I get up at 3.30. I don't look at my phone whatsoever. I meditate. Again, controlling my mind, controlling what's in there. Um, I go to the gym. So I get a workout. I get the blood flowing. I get back and I cold plunge. By the time that all happens, it's before seven o'clock in the morning. I've already worked on me. I've written down my goals. I've put focus on becoming a better version of me and controlled what goes into my mind. Now from seven o'clock the rest of the day, I am crushing because I'm already, I'm already going. Most people, some people don't even wake up at seven, right? So that's kind of what I do is it's all about the morning routine. That's my routine. I think it's very, very important to have a routine in your morning where you are constantly working on becoming a better version of yourself and tending to your mind, making sure that you understand what's going in there. What goes in is what's going to come out in your life. Yeah, that is uh that is incredibly important. And it's interesting too. Like a lot of people may look at someone like you and be like, man, I just want to be like Devin. Um, I love what Mr. Burr is doing, right? I love his following. I love his content, but what they they may not see, I would imagine in most cases is what happens behind the scenes and all of the work that goes into the content uh, creation and curation. And you were telling me before we started recording here, how much time you put into editing and um, working on these projects that you have. And so I think it's important for an individual to recognize how crucial it is um, to, to understand that we get to where we want to go by being willing to do things we don't necessarily want to do in a way that is well-paced. And what, what I mean by that is like the world has this ideology that I think is terrible. And it's like run around like a chicken with your head cut off, right? Like work from five in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, get home, fall asleep and do it all over again. And that that's not conducive to consistency or really uh, meaningful results. That, that That's conducive to burnout, right? And what we find is that most individuals who have accomplished anything substantial in life, they actually have a, a pattern of, kind of like nature, right? Of ebbs and flows, breathe in, breathe out. Uh, we know Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, he likes to make a maximum of three like big decisions a day. So Winston Churchill didn't even start his work day until 12 o'clock noon. He would take a bathtub every single morning, right? And relax. I can't remember the president, but they would take a nap on like the presidential couch. Uh, Jesus, he took naps, right? Like he was never running around being like, hey, you got to come with me and right, follow me. We're running everywhere. It was it was very intentional, right? And And slowed down. Um, and what I love about your, your methodology here, right? The habits that you practice is you have, you leave time for yourself to be able to reflect, to be able to think uninterrupted, right? And what I, what I think is important for listeners to understand is that they, they don't need to wake up at three 30 in the morning, but it is something that works very, very well, especially if you're looking for time to be alone. I've done that too. I've woke up, I've, I've done all kinds of kind of sleep schedules and morning routines. I've woken up at four in the morning and it is 
certainly like quiet. I don't currently wake up at four in the morning, but man, it was, it was nice as far as just having uninterrupted like solace and peace. And, uh, it was just amazing. So I love those habits that you shared. It sounds like I'll summarize them. It sounds like, um, waking up and, and giving time to meditation. It sounds like, and I know by looking at you too, you definitely go to the gym and, uh, you, you shared that you do that. Uh, that's really good. And I think it's more, uh, uh, for us mentally in a lot of cases than just physically, right? Like the gym is a great, great thing to do for us mentally, get us in the right place. sounds like cold plunges have been really, really big for you. Um, and then taking time just to think, to meditate. What what do those meditations uh, look like to you? Like, what are you doing during that time? Yeah, so a lot of times it'll be on my nap couch. Oh, <laughs> so nice! I love it. I've got I've got the nap couch in the office, but that's yeah, nice. I'll just sit on the couch and um, I'll put some. I've got an Alexa here, so I'll put some just meditative music on, and I'll just breathe. Um, when you really just focus on your breath, you focus on as weird as it sounds, just being, we are human beings, right? We are energy. That's really what we are at our core. Everything around you, everything you see, this microphone, my watch, me, my shirt, it's, it's not solid. It is moving at a molecular level, vibrating, which it means it is energy. We are the same thing. So when you can just breathe and focus on just that, the, the sensation of the breath coming in, filling your lungs, the sensation of it going back out. When you do that, you don't think about anything else. You're just thinking about being in that moment. And when you think about that, things become really clear. You can really start, um, you can really start just visualizing a lot what you want your life to be, what you want the next hour to be like, what you want your next day to be like, the next week. So that's a lot of my meditating. And I do I do a big meditation when I cold plunge. Because again, to stay calm in cold water, you have to focus on your breath and calming down. So then all I do when I'm doing that is I'm meditating while I'm in the water. So that's really what I do. And um, it works for me. Not saying it's going to work for everybody. Everybody's different, but for me, it works well. And it's, it's made a huge, huge difference in my life. I love that, man. I'll ask you maybe one more question and then I'll let you go. But this has just been such a treat, man, to hang out with you. I just love and appreciate you, Dev, and think the world of you, man. But um, what's interesting, like we, we've talked about the garden of our mind, and it sounds like you've, you've gotten really, really good at being able to kind of uproot the things that aren't important or that don't serve you, right? Like the morning glory of your mind, the stuff that's going to wrap itself around all the goodness and try to choke it out. You just remove it completely by not participating in um, consuming it, right? Which is something that I think people could benefit from greatly. I'm, I'm the same way. Like I only follow people on my account that where, where I'm getting something from the account, right? Something positive. I, I don't... Uh, I don't like to subscribe to like news channels and stuff like that. I like, I like business like Bloomberg business, but things that are, uh, yeah, negative. They're not, they're not helpful. Um, what I would ask you too, is there's probably a lot that you have going on every day when it comes to things that need to be done. Like my to-do list is, it feels like miles long. And so to avoid overwhelm, I have to categorize everything into priorities, right? Like, okay, I'll wake up and I plan, I plan weekly. And then I plan daily and it makes it so I can 
really feel peace throughout the day, right? Like take breaths and go like, it's okay. I don't have to finish everything today. Cause it's always the turtle that uh, will beat the hare, right? It's the small intentional acts um, every day towards a goal that will end up getting us there. So what do you do to, with your busy life and busy schedule and heavy plate with things going on? How do you prioritize the things that matter most in comparison to those things that you can kind of put on the back burner? And great question. So really what I do is in the morning, part of my morning routine is I review my goals. So every morning I review the goals. They're in my, uh, they're in my notes on my phone. So I'll review them every morning and the goals are written as if I've already achieved them. So it's not like I want to have 5,000 rental units. It's not that it's, I have 5,000 rental units that cash flow X amount per month. So it's very specific. So I look through those goals, read through them every morning. And then I think what's one, two, or three major things I can do that are going to help get me to these goals. And that's what I put my focus on. I, um, I'm a firm believer. You can get so much more done in a shorter amount of time than most people can get done in a longer amount of time. Think about the normal workday. It's eight hours. How often are people really working during those eight hours? There's been a study. It's about 42% of the time. So that means the majority of the day, they're scrolling through social media. They're not engaged. They're talking to somebody else. They're at the water cooler, whatever it might be. If you are just hyper-focused for three, four, or five hours, you can get so much more done. So what I do is, like I told you guys, my morning routine, by seven o'clock, I'm ready to rock and roll. I take my daughter to school, drop her off. When I get back, I work till noon. I generally don't work past that, period. So I want to not work just to work. I want to work to enjoy my life. So if I work till noon and let's say I have some things sprinkle over and I have to finish some other stuff, one, two o'clock max, two o'clock, I go to bed around nine. I've got seven hours to enjoy my life, hang out with my wife, hang out with my daughter, hang out with my two pups that I love to death. I am all about having a life to enjoy. And if you just work, 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 work and chase money, you might make all the money in the world, but you have no time to enjoy it. So that's the main thing, man, is I'll review the goals, see two or three things that can help get me to those goals that day, work my ass off with laser focus and intention until noon and try to be done with everything at that point and enjoy my life. I love um, everything that you shared. One of the things that I really appreciated, and we'll we'll end with some of these thoughts, but again, I just want to thank Dev for being on here. He's such a good dude, right? Like go follow him, learn from him. He's got so much great content out there and he's changing the world in a very positive way. Um, but uh, I, I love this idea of time being our most valuable commodity. Right. Like it's, it's interesting. I've got behind me in neon here, listeners on the podcast can't see it, but I've got this neon sign. This is lifestyle legend. And it's, it's what I call like my community because I want people to be able to enjoy their lives. Um, I, I had this great, um, I was at this meeting and this was years ago, but an individual was speaking about how he used to play his grandma on monopoly and she would beat him every time. 
like every time. And it drove him crazy. He wanted to win really, really bad. So over a summer, he practiced playing and playing and playing. And finally they got back together and he beat his grandma and he was expecting this like great reaction. Like he he had done what he had been wanting to do for so long. And um, it was interesting. He, he was taught by her a really important life lesson and one that I've kind of taken with me for years. And it's, it's really helped a lot. She, she told him um, in, in the end, everything just goes back in the box. Right. And what I think is interesting is like in monopoly, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I've learned more about business playing that game than um, in, in anything else. It's just, it's amazing, but it doesn't really matter in life. If you own boardwalk or park place, if you don't have relationships or time with people, right at the end of your life, it all goes back in the box anyway, right? Like the only thing that we can take with us or will take with us is the relationships that we've built, the things that we've been able to learn, the people that we've been able to love, right? Like all of these things. And so it really changes, like you said, our focus, right? Like our life, our life changes very, very quickly when we move our focus from these monetary temporal things to things that actually have a, a lasting impact. Uh, there's yeah, this I guy. Oh, so. Dude, it's awesome, man. Like, it's so good. Um, one one last kind of thought about focus that you had mentioned. I love that you shared focus. If like the sun, it's interesting. It's it's millions of miles away, uh, but it warms the entire Earth, which is just remarkable. However, if we want to start a fire, we have to focus the energy, right? Like, if I put a magnifying glass under the sun, I can literally start a fire because it's focused energy. And we can do the same thing in our lives. If we're willing to focus our energy on one thing, we'll start fires, right? And they'll they'll grow and become something uh, meaningful. So I mm. I love uh, everything. That's so that you- profound that you just said. Like, I I love what you just said because think about it. You can. God, that's so profound. Like, you focus energy from the sun, you can start a fire, right? If you focus energy, you can start fires, both positive and negative. Yes. If you have focused energy on negativity, negative fires are going to pop up, period. But if you constantly focus energy on positive things, you're going to start fires that are in your favor. Dude, that was so profound. I thank you so much for sharing that, dude. I, I got chills. I love it. Dude, thank you, man. Thanks for everything you shared. I learned a ton from you. And just appreciate your friendship, man, your relationship and the the type of person that you are. Again, go follow Mr. Burr, baby. This guy's the man. It's Mr. Underscore Burr, and it's B uh, with four R's. Um, Great guy when it comes to anything regarding financial literacy, real estate, insurance. I mean, he is brilliant um, and is making it when he talked about like rocks and ripples, right? He's a big rock making big big waves right in the world right now. And so just grateful to know him. Thank you for being on our show today, brother. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And um, hopefully somebody out there listening, um, this is able to, to spark something in them to change their lives. I know that over the years, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've listened to a lot of YouTube videos, and there's been certain things that have just been so profound that have helped me so much in my life. And the person that I was listening to that podcast, that YouTube video, they don't know me, you know, they don't know who I am, but they've helped me so much. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, um, Tony Robbins, uh, I've listened to a lot of Alex Hermosi, uh, just these, these people that I want to start emulating 
And things they've said have had a profound difference on my life. So I just hope and pray that someone out there listening to this, the things I have said help you. They put you on a trajectory, upward motion, because at the end of the day, it's about who you help. It's about who you serve. The more people you serve, the more people you help, the more successful you become. I don't think any of us want to go to our deathbed feeling that like they're a failure, like they didn't do anything in their life. We want to be successful. We don't want money. We want recognition. We want love. On my deathbed, nobody's going to remember all the houses I owned. No one's going to remember the cars I had. No one's going to remember the money I had. They are going to remember how I made them feel, period. Oh, man, that is so good. We will end right there. Uh, people will remember how you made them feel. And that is the, that's the truth. Thank you so, so much, Dev. Really, really appreciate you and super grateful to have you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Brother, we'll see you.